Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And only nine days away from a full year trapped behind enemy lines. Even our government admits hundreds are of Americans trapped there that want to come home, uh, but yet no progress. You know, I saw this article about this, uh, Bloomberg News. Now, before U.S. intelligence found out the Taliban was hiding uh, Ayman al-Zawari in Kabul, Joe Biden apparently was willing to hand over $3.5 billion to the Taliban. Now, we had already been reporting over and over again, our Afghan allies. You know, of course, they had a computer list of many of them that were being taken from their homes and either never seen or heard from again and killed by the Taliban or just killed right out in front of their homes in broad daylight. Uh, We've had all the reports. Young girls, if you're older than six, you don't get to go to school at all anymore. Women are told again how to dress. Women can't go to work like they used to. All The old Taliban is back. Why would you even consider giving them any money? And they've been very open that their country is going to be a safe haven for terrorist organizations. You know, great. We got Ayman uh, al-Zawari. I'm glad we got him. Oh, good call. Why was he there? Why is it now become a safe haven for terrorist organizations to plot, plan, scheme the next attack likely against our country? Anywhere, apparently... You know, sheltering Ayman al-Zawari, who was killed last week, dealt a blow to an already ridiculous idea. What is it about Biden? Why would he want to give $3.5 billion um, to, to the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan run by the Taliban, knowing the human rights abuses that are all over the country with the new Taliban in charge, which is like the old Taliban? You know, just like, why did Joe Biden give a, a million barrels of our strategic petroleum reserves to China? Why did he give, why was he thinking and still contemplating the idea of lifting uh, tariffs that Donald Trump put in place with China? You know, why didn't he, con- why was he allowing himself to get threatened by President Xi instead of challenging President Xi on the origins of COVID what they knew and when they knew it, why they put their travel ban in effect, and what they unleashed on the entire world. Why didn't he challenge them on the oppression and slavery of of the minority Uyghurs within China? Why didn't he challenge them on unfair trade practices? Why Why didn't he challenge them on intellectual property theft? Why didn't he challenge them on saber rattling over Taiwan? He didn't do any of those things. And then they threatened to Take Nancy Pelosi's plane out of the sky and Joe Biden is silent. And, and you know, Peter Deuce, I'll get to it later, asked the question. What, he doesn't have, he has a lot of time on his hands. He's still testing positive for COVID. Apparently even today he's still positive. And he had another rebound case. Just like Fauci had a rebound case. Just like we had been, I think, the only show that highlighted, yeah, if you take Paxlovid, there is this, this common... Uh, condition that happens five days after you test negative, you might test positive again. I'm not saying not to take it. Doctors, you know, they, they, they know this exists, the possibility of a rebound. And then people usually end up taking two rounds of it and they're okay, at least according to the doctors that I've talked to. But check in with your own doctor. 
Uh, now, look, ever since Pelosi landed there, they, they've, they've just been having a fit over in China. I mean, they, it's sort of like the temper tantrum. Now the latest is the flurry of military flights being Beijing is, is flew yesterday in uh, Taiwanese airspace. Um, they're setting a record of activity now before disclosing the data. Um, anyway, since we've been since we've been disclosing data, now China is threatening to blockade Taiwan, and Chinese apparently is forcing it carried out live fire, uh, I guess exercises uh, right off their coast of Taiwan. And by the way, in in six delineated zones facing Taiwan's military bases, the biggest commercial ports in Taiwan, allowing Chinese. The, uh, the Chinese military, the People's Liberation Army, to form a blockade around the island for the first time, a breakthrough highlighted by state media outlets in Beijing. They're just, they're just bragging about it. What is Joe Biden going to do? He's not going to lift a finger. He didn't challenge President Xi throughout this entire episode, left, frankly, Nancy Pelosi, I can't believe I'm defending her, kind of left her out there, hanging out there, never said publicly Hey, I support her going to see our ally in Taiwan and did next to nothing over it. Then China is now sanctioning Nancy Pelosi. They announced sanctions specifically against her and her family following her visit. The Chinese uh, foreign ministry spokesperson announcing sanctions, calling Pelosi's visit to Taiwan an egregious provocation and gross interference in our country's internal affairs in disregard of China's grave concerns and firm opposition, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi insisted on visiting China's Taiwan region. They already call it China. And this constitutes, and you can go back to the one China policy. I don't want to go into the granular on all of this. But this constitutes a gross interference in Chinese internal affairs. It gravely undermines China's sovereignty and territorial in- integrity, seriously trample on the one China principles, severely threatening peace and stability. They reassured China before Nancy Pelosi's flight that there there is no change in American policy as it relates to the one China policy. Going back to 1979. Anyway, so Biden is going to keep the aircraft carrier group in the in the South China Sea, but apparently was going to have a missile test, but is afraid to have it. So, I mean, I mean all, look, what are the odds? And we'll check in later with Gordon Chang. He thinks the coming collapse of China is real. I'm not so sure. I know they're struggling with their own economic issues, but I don't see it the way he sees it. I think China has been building up their military. They want to be the dominant country on the face of the earth, and they've, they've made no bones about it. They're doing it out in the open. And the saber rattling has been real, and it's been consistent, and you know the world ought to be taking note. Now, I go back to my theory. If you want to, if you want to accept that China is now being this aggressive towards Taiwan, the way they were towards Hong Kong and the crackdown there, and they're going to fulfill their territorial ambitions, and you know Joe Biden's not going to lift a finger, nor is any other country going to lift a finger. So, what is the best way to combat China? It's financially. The Western world, if they were smart, needs to divest itself from any Chinese imports at all whatsoever especially important things like pharmaceuticals and ppe and things like microchips we need to start producing all of it domestically just like every western country needs to produce their own energy and you can bankrupt putin and the hostile regime on in russia 
if you do that. So, I mean, a lot of this, uh, to me, is just simple, basic common sense if they had a backbone. By the way, Joe Biden once again forgot that he was president yesterday. What a shocker. Anyway, referred to, (laughs) you can't make this up. Now, they got this new Corvette out there. And a lot of my friends are real, I mean, I call them motorheads. I mean, they just love their, their cars. I mean, they're out there on Saturday and Sunday washing their car, waxing their car. It's like the old days. I'm like, guys, you know, send it to the dealer. Get it detailed that way. I, I, I couldn't imagine wasting four hours on a Saturday or Sunday out cleaning my car and cleaning my rims and, and taking out a buffer and, and making it shine. I just don't care. I just want it to work. As long as it gets me from point A to point B, I just don't really give that much thought about it. Anyway, so they love this new Corvette Z06. Linda, have you seen the Corvette Z06? No, but I just laughed out loud at what you were saying. I you don't know, know who I'm talking it, about. You know all my friends. They're I, all nuts. Yes, I know. They love their cars. You know, Hannity, I don't understand you. You can afford it. Why don't you go out and buy this? I'm like, I don't want that car. I, I don't know anything drive. about the on what's under the hood. It's to me, it's it's all digital and technical now. But one it, of it my looks friends nice. has a, a Porsche. He goes, "I just want you to drive it. You drive it. You're going to want to buy it. I promise you." So I get in. First of all, I feel like I'm sitting on the pavement. Yeah, it's, it's really so it's a low profile car. Okay, I'm like I feel like I'm sitting on the pavement. I'm like, man, that hurts my back to even get in this stupid thing. I'd rather lift, you know, hundred pound dumbbells, and which I can lift. But putting that aside. And I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do now? No, you can you need to drive it and really crank it up. I want you to take it on the highway and just let it loose. You take it on the highway. I see an open area. I put the foot down to pedal to the metal. It takes off. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I don't see anything that great about it. Anyway, they love, love, love the Corvette Z06. And so, what do they love about it? I don't know. So I said, well, you know, I'll get my name on a list for you. You actually have to put your name on a list to to get production of the Z06. Apparently, I didn't make the first round. I didn't get a call back. I think they've been calling people back. Probably a Joe Biden inviter in charge of that list. <laughs> you pro- now, I will say this. Car. The car is a cool looking car. I think it's the best looking Corvette since the old Stingray. I do think that part. Okay. Anyway, so Biden was talking about Corvettes yesterday, and he referred to himself as vice president. What is wrong with this guy? I must admit, in total disclosure, I've I've spoken to the chairwoman about the possibility of my being able to buy one of those Corvettes that are electric vehicles, uh, you know, when they come out. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president, while I'm president. It's good for the economy and the environment. So What's I good for the Corvette, economy and the environment? Joe Biden not driving that car? I agree with her. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with him never driving ever <laughs> again under any circumstances. That would not be good for other drivers. It would be almost as bad as driving next to Paul Pelosi. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. oh, I couldn't resist. Anyway, so based on what he said, and I'm not keeping up with all of this, I can call my motor friends. As a matter of fact, I think one of them told me that they're only going to make this new Corvette for X number of years as a gas-powered Corvette. I mean, it's got a massive size engine. Don't ask me how big. I have no idea. So I guess Corvette is going electric. Is that what the point is? Or are they going to offer both? I'm sure they're going to offer both for a little while. But if Pete Buttigieg has any say, everybody's going to Oh, my gosh. They're going to ruin the Corvette. Biden apparently owns a 1967 Corvette Stingray. The one thing I can say about him. Okay, that's pretty cool. And he, well, while I'm president, uh, after he says while I'm vice president, 
He's mixed up his job title on so many occasions. It may refer to himself as the nation's first senator from Delaware when he meant to say president. He you know, referred to President Kamala Harris at least on four occasions, most recently in January. He doesn't even know what his job is. And, and then, of course, the, the mix-up when he announced, I don't know, the I guess the vice president had COVID at the time or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's doing fine. Which he, he confused who was married to who and who was sick. I mean, he doesn't know. If there's not a script, he doesn't know. It's that bad. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of news to get to. Also, you know, Tim Scott, who I've gotten to know, um, probably one of the nicest guys you're ever going to want to meet in your life. He had the most horrific upbringing as a child. And he's written about it. And I, it's been a while since I got a copy of his book and I was reading it. I'm like, wow. Because I know people that have had tough childhoods. He had a rough, rough childhood. And, you know, a long time ago, I met his mom, a lovely lady. And, you know, basically she saved her, his life. First year in high school, he failed all but one class. And he, he failed Spanish and English and civics. I can tell you that much, but I won't give, tell you much more. He thought he was going to be in football. And he talks about how he has whole life turned around and what changed his life around. It's a phenomenal story. It really is. Um, and I, I think everybody can learn from this about life lessons and, and what makes you strong in the end and how to be independent and how to, you know, finally get a hold of yourself and get on the right path for him. It was a spiritual journey that he remains on today, and it's very inspiring. Uh, listen, would you turn down a million dollars a year, Linda? Would you turn it down if I, I would not? It to you? I would run very quickly well, towards it. What if you had to surrender your independence and abandon your principles for the money? I would be very poor. <laughs> so you <laughs> wouldn't do it. Okay, now, almost every college and university takes money from the government in one way or another. Hillsdale College, they refuse to accept one single penny in taxpayer money, not even indirectly in the form of a federal student grant or student loan. Now, they say no to the government. They do so purposefully because they want to remain genuinely independent. They want to be free from any corrupting federal mandates and, more importantly, free to pursue their original 1844 mission, which is to pursue truth and defend liberty. Now, Hillsdale has over 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students on their main campus of Michigan. They have a satellite campus in Washington, D.C. They have over 3 million citizens now have enrolled in Hillsdale's free online courses. If you haven't done it, do so. The latest on C.S. Lewis was phenomenal. They have over 6 million American households like mine that get their monthly speech digest called Imprimus, some of the best, brightest, smartest conservative thinkers in the country. Anyway, we've set up a special website. You can learn more about this incredible uh, college. Get your copy of Imprimus for free. Take one of their free online courses. Just go to Sean4Hillsdale.com. That's spell out my name, S-E-A-N-F-O-R Hillsdale, one word, dot com. And you're going to love what they offer for free, totally for free.